gentlemen and welcome back to hashtag just talk Anise, i'm sure you'll fill me in on what episode it is Anise, no don't fancy it today typical way you can't get the staff it's, it's always mistakes and now he can't even be bothered to turn up it's typical talking about not even being able to turn up i have been away for a little bit with work i've been in scotland ireland and i'm meant to be in the u.s very soon but we'll keep it under our hats and hopefully we'll have some good news for you later on but today I do have a very, very special guest, someone who's quite a close friend to me. I'd like to say hello to Alam. Alam, how are you doing? Hi, Rob. Thanks for um, inviting me. Uh, no worries, mate. You're, uh, we'll get into you a little bit later on what you do, but you are quite a special guest. First of all, I'd like to say my Twitter notifications have kind of stopped lately. I wonder why that's been. Oh, um, I honestly don't know. <laughs> It seems evident of turning it around very slowly, very, very slowly. But, you know, whenever I do get a Twitter notification for the people out there, it's, chances are it's Alam giving me abuse about Everton. The reason I do like Everton is to get away from the uh, downfall side of League Two with Leighton Orient. But hey, Everton don't seem to be doing much better than trying to cheer me up. Now, no, honestly, it's not It's not about Everton. It's actually about Frank Lampard. That's right. Uh, yeah, 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 Frank Lampard, isn't it? It's, um, it's just the... Um... The way the media build him up, and I really don't think he's the manager that the media think. But that may be another podcast if you invite me later in, in, in the future. Of course, mate. Again, that's where we could move on to something down the line. But as everyone knows, the reason they come here, the reason they listen to this, it is a grassroots podcast. Yes. So, Alam, please tell me about your involvement, which is quite unique in the grassroots level, especially over Hackney Marshes. I know you've been going elsewhere. I know you do a few Saturday clubs. I've noticed you've been doing a few other sports lately as well, but we'll stick to the grassroots football in a minute. Alam, take it away. Okay, so um, people might know me as um, AZ Images. So basically, I do the photos around the East London area for a lot of the Sunday League teams and the Essex Senior League teams. I've been involved with um, London Appstar, Sporting Bengals, um, Hamlets, um, Clapton FC. I've done a few work for, um, you know, like Woodford, um, Waltham Forest um, FC, or Walthamstow as they're called now. But but, uh, but my, you know, basically started about 2009 with um, London Aptor, we've sort of folded, but now are on their way back, funnily enough, and the Sporting Bengals. And it's sort of been just taking pictures, um, just really helping them to put up stuff on their social media with the photos, really. But that's been my um, involvement for the last, what, 14, 15 years now. Okay, okay. It sounds good. It, you know, I, I find it quite interesting. I know people have a love for photography and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, why haven't you, it seems a bit naive me saying this, why haven't you gone down maybe the coaching route as you got a bit older? What made you want to pick up the camera instead of maybe putting your boots back on or even your thinking cap to become a coach or a manager? 
Now, I'll tell you what it was. It was that um, when I was younger, back in the 70s, which is a lot older than um, your um, listener base, but <laughs> back in the 70s, I did used to do uh, football and um, athletics and other sports. But at that time, there was no smartphones. There was, you know, that digital technology didn't really exist. And people only really took photos at special, you know, um, occasions, like birthdays, holidays, you see. So there's no, there's no pictures of me of doing you know, any sport, you know. And I wasn't actually that bad. I mean, you know, like I wasn't international or anything like that. But at schoolboy level, I wasn't actually that bad at sprinter. And um, it always bugged me, but, you know, like that, that people who meet me now don't actually realise that back in the days, I was, you, know, I, you know, I did used to run in the 100 metres at school and things like that. So that's what started off um, the photography side of it. Um, was that I noticed that so many people are dedicating so much of their time on a Sunday to run the team, and there's no, I mean, at that time, back, you know, back in 2007, when I started, there's no real photos of these people doing these jobs. So that's you know, that, that was what you know triggered it off. Now, of course, with um, smartphones and um, the um digital technology which we have now everybody you know everybody's really doing it you know it's sort of much more easier to do a lot you know a lot more of the younger generation now starting to do photos so you know like i'm sort of you know you know like just what you know one of many now that you know that does it really one thing i will say yeah. you know people do say i have a voice i have a face for radio right? yeah i take that with a pinch of salt but you don't really do me many favors do you What's that? Oh, with your photos. Well, where do we start? Where do we start? The one with in the Leighton Orient jersey with my hairline about oh, right. you know, on, yeah, on the back yeah. of my neck, me in goal falling over onto my neck again. <laughs> that that was actually a good save, actually, when you fell over. I think I just missed one frame, you know, where you actually made contact with, with the ball and pushed the ball away. But it's, <laughs> it's actually quite a beautiful montage, isn't it, of me just graciously falling over and the ball hitting me. Then trying to make it to the second save, getting nowhere near it. The ball trickles into the back of the net and me on my neck. I can't lie, it's a fantastic shot. But moving on away from me, you know, when I was playing more frequently, yeah. when I knew we when I knew we had the photographer over, yeah. I was just always so excited to get home or just wait. I'd be yeah. refreshing the guy's page on a Sunday night, Monday night, yeah. Tuesday night, just to get the stuff going. Do you do you find the buzz as well when you're doing it? Do you find that from other people coming across just so they can see photos? As you say, I know people say they have mobile phones, but there's something special about a photographer coming to your game. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think that's what it is. You know, I mean, you know, like if you look at my pictures, yeah, I don't really regard my pictures as the best. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other guys who you know are doing amazing work. Yeah, but you know, but I think what happened with my photos was that back in you know like two, uh, 2007 you know like when I started there um, because not many people were you know were doing it so when I did some pictures um, they saw it and it was like a novelty thing um, most of the players Sunday league level at that time may not have had any photos of them actually in action you know everybody can do the um, group shots the um you know the um, normal, you know, like team pictures and all that. But what, what, you know, like what I mainly do is the action shots, the in-game pictures. Um, 
And like, at that time, I think everybody saw it as something new that they hadn't really got access to a lot of. So when they see their pictures, they do get, you know, like they do get that buzz. And I think that, um, you know, like you, I know, like, as a photographer, you have to be um, a bit more mindful of what they say because if they say that your pictures is really good, but you know, deep down, it's really not that good. But you know, like, like you know, but you have to understand is that for them to see themselves in action is a good feeling for them, you know. So you sort of, you know, like you sort of provide being a service, but at the time, um, you know, like because I actually enjoy sports photography, it's like two things, you know, like colliding, you know, I like sport, you know, um, I did sport, I enjoyed playing sport. So now to take photos of it, it's like me still, you know, keeping in touch with the, the um, teams. No, I and, have to admit, I have yeah. to admit, you're right what you just said about the feeling because when I, got, I want to go back to that shot about the goalkeeping, what I've done, obviously yeah. I'm not a keeper, but, you know, yeah. I feel like I let the lads down because you're too nice. It should have been a simple save, should have held it. It's bounced back. When that happened, I felt really damn, my confidence yeah. was low. And, you know, the boys were talking about the group chat and I felt horrible about it. But as soon as I see that photo, I was able then to turn that frown into a laugh just to the fact that I could see it back. So to me, this is why I feel like people like yourself are so important at grassroots football. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like I said, you know, like um, if you look at the world that we live in now, social media plays such an important role. Like some of the Sunday league teams, you know, they've actually got more following than league teams. You know, because they, you know, you know, like it's so easy to put out content now. But at the same time, you have to make the effort to put it out. So I think a lot of teams who can't, you know, get, you know, get someone to do the pictures would use someone like me to come down, you know, like do the pictures because it does raise their um, profile a lot higher. You know, and it is, it, you know, like it is part of society now. You know, social media, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Is now a normal thing to have, and photos do make a huge difference. No, one hundred percent. If I put a post out now saying, "Oh hi, I had the lamb on the post, post podcast," blah blah blah, the people yeah. would just miss it. They wouldn't read it. But as soon as exactly. I put a few, as soon as I put a few pictures up, they've got something to interact with. They've got something to react exactly. to. It straight away it raises awareness for whatever you want to do. If you just put out, "Oh hi, blah blah blah," no one's interested. As soon as you want exactly. a nice little photo up, with, or maybe sometimes a little video that can go viral. It brings in so much interaction, and I feel like it is so important for anything you want to do in life. Yes, in, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, like you, you know, you have to go, you know, like what's, you know, um, the world now is about these um, social media posts, you know, and if you don't have it, then I think a lot of teams miss out a lot because of the way society is. You know, a lot of the kids, you know, like who play it, they want to see the pictures. You know, no one wants to sit down and read a, you know, like 200 word, um, you know, like match report, but they will read it if they see photos everywhere, you know, with the match report. Oh, look, so, it's like me, it's like me. I'd never read Harry Potter, but if there was a few more pictures in it, you know, <laughs> yeah. you might have uh, got me in. But, um, <laughs> okay. Where, where does, uh, where does the day stop for a photographer? I say like you get up and say, yes. go over the marshes, you do a CSM yes. game on a Sunday. When does it stop yes. for you? Where would it stop there? I mean, you know, that's actually a good question. You know, what you know, like what many people don't realise is that they seem to think that you just turn up for that 90 minutes and that's it, you know? So, so you know, but the thing is, if, if you look at the um, the um, timeline that we follow, usually 
most photographers at the Sunday league level would you know would get there at least 15 to 13 minutes before the kickoff right they would actually leave about in you know, a half an hour or so after it but you know but then after you know taking the photo you know you do spend another three four hours you know that um downloading the photos um editing them um you know like posting them on the website or your um your um, website to you know like for people to download it so you know like, i mean one match you know like you might see me for 19 minutes at the game but i'll be working on that one job for about six seven hours because of all the the um you know the um preparations and the editing that that goes on after it. So I think a lot of people like it. I mean, best example would be that if they ask you for a quote for a job, okay, and you say a certain price, and they think, well, for, you know, like he's asking that much for just 90 minutes, but but they're not taking into account all the time that's spent after the photo shoot is done to edit the pictures, you know, and the, you know, equipment, the um, equipment involved, insurance, all that stuff is all costing so so you know like um people don't you know only see us for the 90 minutes you know they you know but the actual job you know lasts a lot longer than that i can massively like relate to you to be honest with you yeah. because i think it's like even when i was coaching and managing at csm or at sport, yeah. sporting bengal and stuff like that yeah. you know they we'll be taking the kit home we'll be traveling back from <laughs> south end so on a tuesday yeah, night yeah, yeah. Then yes. that might that might be on a Wednesday night, right? I've now got to get eighteen kits washed for Saturday afternoon, and again, the job just doesn't stop there. Which, no. again, for you, it's a totally different walk walk of life. But again, I yeah. can totally relate to you. But I'd like to say, I think obviously your stuff yeah. is probably a lot more acknowledgeable because it is the cherry on the cake. I feel like you have the the photos. Everyone's yeah, yeah, after yeah. the photos. Everyone wants the videos. Everyone wants the nice goal scored, the celebrations, yeah, exactly. the memories. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they do. If they come out good, then you know, like you, you know, like you're gonna get a lot of um, hits on that day on the very, you know, various sites, and you know, you know, like um, people DMing you for more photos because I know it's with the players, they do like their pictures taken, as you mentioned before. You know, they do like like to see images of themselves, and they get, you know, they do get a bit, you know, like disappointed if you haven't got. It certain amount of pictures of them well it's a but, tough um, gig it's a tough gig you've got a, you know done. you probably do it's more running around than the left back and the right back <laughs> no no <laughs> it's, 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 no 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 it is actually you know, i mean you know, like you said there's a lot of things you know you know the same um with your coaching and you know like um managing there's a lot of things that you know go on before and after the whistle that you know like that many people including players may not actually really consider it unless they're doing it themselves you know yeah it's honestly i totally take my health to you i think it's an absolute fantastic job that you do but i just want to take put the camera down for a minute and i'll move on yeah. to you you said you used to play yeah. right yeah I'm, i always guess i'm gonna say you was a um, striker i'm gonna say no 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 i wasn't striker no i was a goalie actually a goalie so you still yeah. could, still play. could your hands now yeah, now I still play. I play in the veterans, you know, uh, the um, over fifties league now. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, there's like two different types of football going on for us that that reach a certain age. That's the normal thing that we know, but also the other sport I've got got into, you know, which is you know getting very popular is walking football. But you know, believe it or not, I know everybody laughs, but it's actually 
quite tough game, would you believe? And they actually have that England in, in, um, England matches and um, international games and everything. The FA's sanctioned this. So it's really, you know, like once you reach a certain age, it, it sort of opens up another career now. Well, not, you know, like not, uh, not paid, but it's another um, avenue to get to get back into football. Um, How big is that for you, though? Because, you know, it's... I'd like, I'm quite fearful because I love grassroots. It makes me feel good when yeah. I play it. I look forward to it every buzz, yeah. every Monday. You know, when you yeah. get, no disrespect, when you get to your age, you probably can't yeah. do the sevens, the fives anymore. You probably could in goal, but again, it would probably still yeah. be a bit fast. How important, well, how, how important is it for your mental health just to, because I know you probably work, you do the photography on the yeah. side and stuff like that. Yes, how important course. is it just yeah. to switch off for the hours to do the walking football and stuff like that? I think if you played football, right, you know, that's, that that buzz never goes away. So now with the veterans leagues and the walking football leagues, you know, you've got two options now to come back into the sport again. You know, so I know I know in Tar Hamlet there's the massive community of over fifties who are you know who organize games every uh, Monday night. Um it at mile end you know that's the over forties league and then on Wednesday, I think they have the over 50s league, right? I, I mean, in a, uh, that's normal football, okay? And these attracting huge, huge amount of people now. And they usually, set, you know, seven aside and six aside. Uh, and, you know, they, you know, they're very, very popular. Um, you've got the normal Veterans League, you know, like which starts at 35 and they've got like an 11 aside and, you know, that that side of it but the over 50s football has really taken over now i mean um um if you look at the national league um they've now got um you know international games for over 50s right they hold trials and everything you know something that doesn't really make the public you know the um, normal news out and it's a massive massive community so yeah, it's still there. It's still there. For, you know. How how long till Manchester City pump fifty million into their transfer budget for the walking football? Then well, Are we far away well, from that, or well, I mean, you know that you say that, but but you know, some of the people I've seen playing walking football are well known. Um, Chris Waddle plays. Would you okay. believe? Yeah, yeah, he plays for a team up in Sheffield. Right, so so you're getting, you know, like the old um, players from the eight, uh, 70s and 80s now coming out and joining in the walking football scene, and you know, like it's it's amazing that you know, like you're getting very very high standard of players. The, I mean, the only thing they lose is the speed. Yeah, the actual technical side of it, would you believe, is actually the same. You know, that you know, like they can still hit the ball with the same. Power, you know, it's just the speed is it. Speed will be a bit slow, but you'd be surprised how tough that sport is now. And then you also got the normal um, over 50s football, you know. So, I mean, a lot more people are involved now um, in the veteran scene than there was, say, 25 years back. And that's, you know, I think that's good. Alam, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I need to talk to the producer of this show because I need to get this more than 20 to 25 minutes because I've got so much to talk to you about, and I feel like we're not even getting enough in. But I did promise you 20 minutes. Obviously, we've already yeah. got up to about 25. But you know, I just want to get into the just coming towards the end of the podcast now. Yeah. Alam, I ask this to every single guest that comes onto the show. What is the meaning of what does what does grassroots football mean to you? 
I think grassroots football is actually the heart of the sport now. You know, I, I, I've always been that. I think without grassroots football, you wouldn't get the leagues, the um, Premier League. You know, you wouldn't get the the um, TV rights and all that. Unfortunately, the powers that be don't actually support grassroots football the way they should. You know, I mean, if you look at the Premier League with the millions they earn, you know, like half a percent of their earnings to, to the grassroots level, you know, um, you know, we would have so much facilities, but but unfortunately, us and I, and I don't think that the powers that be in football have really supported grassroots. So it's really left to normal people to put, you know, put their hands in their pockets to keep these teams running, which you know, which is sad, really. But it is the, I mean, England has to be the home of foot, you know, football, and I think. The grassroots scene is so big, you know, like you only have to go down to what's the flag, Hackney Marshes, my land, and you see the number of people playing it every Sunday, you know, from 10 o'clock onwards when the kids start right after what, six, seven at night, you know, it just and it is incredible. And then if you look at the um, the um, AstroTurf games, which sort of go on from what, 10 in the morning to about 10, 12 at night, and every pitch is full. You know, so I think, you know, like without grassroots football, you wouldn't get the Man City that the Man use. But I mean, I mean, that's my view, really. No, it's an absolute fantastic view. There's no wrong or right answer, but you are right. No. It's everything to everyone, really. It's, you know, it's the most viewed sport in this country, played, watched, yeah. spoken about. Yes, we can in the world, on. actually. Not, I mean, not, you know, not just in England or the um, uh, UK, but in the world, sport is one sport that everybody seems to play. But you're right. It's like even like your Phil Foden who went and played in the yeah. Champions League semi-final last night. At some yeah. point, he would have played Sunday League football or even exactly. just some sort of form of it. And yeah. I feel, you know, without the grassroots game, there isn't a game. No, there's you not. There's... But yeah, anyway, Alam, you have been an absolutely fantastic guest. Where can we find you on Twitter? And more importantly, if we wanted to book you for a game, how would we go yeah. about it? Right on my Instagram, there is a um, you know if anyone d- you know DMs me, then you know we you know we can sort uh, sort it out. And it's just AZ images, and then if you put that on Instagram, you should cut you know like you should come up there sometime. You know, um, it will it will pop up on your timeline. Where can we find you on Twitter for your dodgy views on the Premier League and right, tw- what you think of Tottenham <laughs> and stuff? To be honest, I've sort of toned down on you know. Twitter recently, so so I'm I'm, I'm going to stick to Instagram now because that's it's more for a photography I think, and I think um, my views on the the uh, Premier League um, I might put in a put in a putting story. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, thank you. You've been absolutely fantastic. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Right, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Free.